Hey, welcome to the Collective Mindset Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about how to navigate through this troubling mortgage market and real estate market. It's just really unique, something that we've really never seen before. So we want to talk about some ways that you can have some, you know, extra spicy tools in your tool belt, extra tricks up your sleeve to figure out how to navigate this challenging time. I mean, inventory levels, Gavin, what do they look like right now? Nearing all-time lows, right? Yeah. Like, since they've been tracking it. So inventory's tight. There's not a lot of houses for sale right now. It's less than a two-month supply, guys, which is extremely unhealthy. Traditional markets, like four to six months. We're in trouble there. You know, there's not enough houses. People are still trying to buy homes. They're still out there shopping. There are buyers, even with rates where they're at. Um, you see a lot of people looking at new builds just because they have inventory. Yeah. But, um, but the, the, I mean, the inventory that's on market, the resale environment, it's tight and it's, uh, it's making the market challenging. It's crazy because there's, there's so many people, I see it all over the place. I see it on the news. I see it on Twitter. I hear it in conversations Like people are expecting this crash because they're like, wow, these rates are unsustainable. But what they don't understand is in America, man, it's something like 35% of the people own their home free and clear. Another like 45% have a rate on their home below 45%. And I think it's something insane. Like 80% of the homes have more than uh, 20% equity. It's just the, all of the, the, the recipe that needs to be there for a crash. It's just not there. It's not existent. You got to have, you have to have distress, mm-hmm. right? So as long as we've got employment yeah, and it just isn't going to happen. It's not quite possible. You might see one-offs, right? Like if if activity really slows and there's not a lot of buyers out there, you might see these one-off situations where a seller just has to sell. There's something going on in that person's life that that forces them to sell and, and they might have to sell for much less than they would want to. But, you know, if you're looking at the market as a whole, a real estate crash just is not possible right now. Um, without massive job loss or without some other massive blow to the economy. Right. And so we're not saying like if a black swan event happens here in the next couple of months and you guys are like, ha ha, I told you guys. So <sighs> it's like, that's obviously we're talking about life kind of continues as normal. Um, it just, it's basic economics guys. It's supply and demand. And that's, that's the problem. Right? I, I think the bigger problem there is like, I don't know what the, what the term we should coin, but like it's the great boxing out. It's like essentially people who are trying to establish their, their households right now at this point in time, dude, they are struggling. Like just to buy kind of a normal starter home, like they're looking at that payment and they can probably find rent for cheaper. And so why, why would they go buy? Why would they make that leap just to pay more? And so, you know, that trend, if we continue down that path, I mean, it really is creating a situation where it's it's going to create more of the haves and the have nots, people who already own a home and people who don't. Yeah. And it it's really sad and it's kind of anti the American dream. It's It goes against kind of what yeah. has created the middle class. It kind of feels like this is the last chance. Like, I mean, obviously this can change when rates come back down and things like that, which we all hope and expect. But it feels like this could be like the small little window where you know, you either get in and get on the boat or you missed it. And it could just get to the point where housing is so unsustainable. I mean, that's the problem. Like go talk to a new home builder and they're like, look, we can't build this house for cheaper. Like this is the cost. Our margins are compressed completely. And that's what Mm -hmm. we're seeing across the board from, from the mortgage market, real estate market. Margins are really, really tight. 
um, which is probably a healthy thing for the market. No one's trying to get crazy rich right now. Everyone's just trying to survive. But we wanted to talk to you guys today about ways that like you can survive and have like kind of a, a leg up on the competition or be able to think creatively outside of the box. That's something Gav and I specialize in. You know, we really, every single loan that comes across our desk, we really try to like analyze and figure out how can we get this done? How can we make this work? So we want to talk about a couple different like things that maybe aren't that common to the average home buyer. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the first one we talked about, right, was um, helping people who maybe already own a home, but are hesitant to jump into the next one because of how hard that that transaction can be, right? Unloading one home to have that money freed up to buy the next one. Sellers aren't really wanting to accept contingent offers just because of how the market is right now. Mm -hmm. They don't want to put their deal at risk because your deal might fall through. So um, something Jordan and I have been really looking into and and trying to uh, find different avenues uh, to where we can offer this to our clients is a bridge loan. So it's where essentially a lender will let you take some of the equity out of your current house and use that money to buy the next one without having to sell it first. Yeah. So, and then ultimately knowing you plan to sell that later, right. To pay off that, to pay off that note that you put on that house. So bridge loans is something where we're, you know, trying to, um, advertise or, or educate, expose, people on, yeah. educate our clients to, um, I don't know if you wanted to add more to that. No, I just think it's it's such a great option. You know, it, it's not a long term fix, right? But it, it it allows you to be more competitive as a buyer if you still have a home to sell. Yeah. And and we're seeing a lot of people that are coming and they're like, "Hey, I want to buy this house, but I got a home to sell because I have this big chunk of equity. I want to roll from this house to that house." Well, a bridge loan does just that. It basically allows you to roll that equity into the new home. And then the lender is just like, okay, cool. We'll release the lien off of this house when you sell it. And then you've got the home there that you want. Yeah. It, it's it's a really fantastic way to avoid that contingency clause in a real estate contract because I've got a couple of properties for selling myself and, and I'm not accepting contingency offers on them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of those things though. you don't want to, you don't want to just be out there shopping, right? Hoping you'll get a contingent offer, finding a house you love or hoping someone will accept your contingent offer and then finding the house you love and then lose out on it mm -hmm. because they won't, right? So if you're out there shopping right now, if you're pre-qualified, you know, you need to talk about that bridge loan scenario, how that looks, get that all teed up. Let's work through those details so that you're totally ready to go submit a non-contingent offer and, and have a strong offer. Talk, you know, have your agent talk to that other agent, communicate everything so it's ready to go. So if you find that house you love, you're ready to move on it. Yeah. Awesome. So the next little one is kind of a unique one that um, not a lot of people know about either. And that is with an FHA loan that an FHA loan is actually assumable. And what I mean by that, party A has an FHA loan that they've had for three years because they bought the house in 2020 and they've got this killer rate of 3% on their FHA loan. Johnny homebuyer comes in three years later, FHA rates are say six and a half percent. Johnny can actually go assume the other person's FHA loan at 3%. I mean, imagine the Delta, the savings there between the two. And the only challenge is, is that Johnny's got to figure out how to make up the difference between the sales price and what that loan balance is. Yeah. But absolutely killer way um, to put your client or, you, the home buyer, up for success if you can find that. It might be a little bit of a unicorn or people might not fully understand it. 
Um, but that is the provision that was placed in the F with an FHA loan that allows you to do that. Yeah. That's a really unique thing that just not a lot of, not only home buyers or potential home buyers know, a lot of real estate agents don't know that. So, you know, educating real estate agents, um, if you're looking to sell and you're interviewing real estate agents, that's a great question to ask. Could offering something like that help your home sell faster or for maybe a higher price? Um, mm -hmm. You know, being able to offer, you know, 60% of the home's sales price financed at, you know, 3% versus having to finance the whole thing at seven or six or whatever it is at that time. Um, that's a pretty great carrot. It's a pretty great yeah. uh you know, offering that you could make. So it's funny because you hear now a lot about these people talking about the subject to financing. Mm -hmm. if, if any of you guys are in the wholesale world that you pay attention to that, it's basically doing something subject to, but the legal way that you're never going to run into any problems because the existing lender is going to requalify you for that loan. Yeah. In the subject to, you're just going and I'm going to Gavin, say, Gavin, sell me your house. And I want to assume your mortgage at, at 2.75%, but don't tell the bank. Yeah. Like I, I'm going to own the home. I'm going to be in the deed, but you keep the mortgage. So that can be done. You run some risks on that. Um, subject two is really creative, but assuming an FHA loan is the actual legal by the book, by the book, excuse me, paper documented process on how to do that. Yeah. And it, it's probably very similar to just getting qualified for any home loan. Yeah. So um, to add to that, you know, oftentimes you can add a second loan behind that, right? So you don't have to just have, 40% down, you know, and then assume that that smaller True. balance, you can go get a second loan as part of the process. You're qualifying mm -hmm. for that first, you're assuming it, and then we can integrate a second mortgage behind that to help finance the rest of it. So. Yeah. And you still come in with a three and a half percent down. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah. Lots of cool ways you can do it. So uh, that is kind of that unicorn, like you got to find that on the MLS. But at the same time, if there's a house out there that's not moving, have your agent talk to the other agent about it. Maybe the, maybe the, person doesn't even know they could do that. So yeah, if you're um, if you're a real estate agent, and you're taking a listing on a home that's under 500 grand, you've you've absolutely got to be asking your seller, what kind of loan they have. I mean, because that could be a way for you to be able to get a, a full price, fantastic offer on the home, because they could get a mortgage at 3%. I mean, heck yeah, home run. I mean, or even sell it for overvalue, right? You yeah, get, bidding, well, get you, an extra 20 grand on it. You probably get a bidding war. If someone bought the house in the last couple yeah. of years, I mean, the house has appreciated some, sure. Yeah. But if that mortgage, typically it's been financed at 96.5% of the home's value mm -hmm. and, and you go and get a second mortgage to put you up there, I mean, that's still a pretty healthy size mortgage on that. That's, I just think it's awesome. I think it's great. It doesn't benefit us too much, but we'll help happily advise people and work yeah. through it. But that's, that's kind of part of what we're trying to do. We're trying to educate people on what's out there. FHA assumables. All right, what was the last one? Last thing I want to talk about is, guys, this is heartbreaking for us to say, but as we record this podcast right now, mortgage rates are probably like 7.5%, and they're inching higher every day. But there's a little-known way on how you can get that mortgage rate to have an effective rate of about 5.75%. So we're talking almost 2% lower. That's huge. So I'm going to give you an example of a $500,000 loan at 7.5%, Okay. If you simply make bi-weekly payments. So most people out there, they're on a salary, they're getting paid bi-weekly anyway. What happens when you get paid bi-weekly is you actually end up getting 26 paychecks during the year, not 24, right? So you're getting paid as if there was 13 months. 
The same thing applies for a mortgage. You're going to get 13 payments snuck in during that year. And how a mortgage works is you pay that balance down, that simple interest compound, it lowers that balance that much faster. And that makes a massive difference. So in this example, if you do this, not only will you pay off that home about six to seven years faster, but on top of it, in this scenario, you save over $200,000 in interest paid over the course of 30 years. So if I take that same number, instead of paying 750 grand in interest over 30 years, you actually pay $550,000 of interest over 30 years. And that is the same amount of interest you'd pay as if the rate was 5.75%. Pretty amazing. So you got to check with your lender, check with the servicer, make sure they allow for um, bi-monthly payments. Yeah. With the right instruction, I think any servicer will do it, but you have to just make sure... Um, some of them won't apply the payment until there's a full payment there. Just so pay you one kind payment of, in you got to be ahead a yeah. little bit. So make sure you're ahead before you just start doing it. Make sure you talk to them, tell them you want any extras applied to principal. Yeah. But I mean, really anyone can do it. It's not some special thing that you have to have set up, uh, beforehand. You could start doing it today. So take a look into that. Um, and that's true. Like if you have, if you have an existing mortgage right now and you're like, Hey, that sounds like a killer plan you actually can call your servicer and say, the, the only challenge that keeps people doing it is that they require to have the full payment up front. Because if you wait and like it comes the first of the month and you're like, well, I'm only going to send in half of my mortgage payment, they won't accept that half of the payment. So the first of the month, your full payment has to be there. So you're you're going to pay ahead. But then once you pay ahead, what I mean, it's all the same. What's the difference? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think I love that. Those three points are huge. I think what it really boils down to is when we, we've all been so accustomed to seeing these super low rates, uh, I mean, just over the last 10 years, not just the last couple of years, right? But we've, see, we've seen really low rates. And uh, now that we're just seeing kind of what could be historically more normal rates, dude, it's, it's like a mind bender to everyone. People are wigging out. So just comprehending 7.5% is your interest rate is a challenge. But I think people need to start looking at things differently and more creatively. Um, you know, interest is is a tax write-off. Uh, you're paying down the principal balance on your home. You might want to think about that as a savings account. Um, there's just so many different ways that you need to start thinking about buying a home because I think that just the way things are going, the way the market is, the the massive massive amount of mortgage debt in our country that's financed at sub 4%. Like those homes are frozen. Unless rates drop down to to a more reasonable rate, those homes are never selling. They're never transacting again. Those people will own those homes for the rest of their life. So a huge chunk of the available inventory is never coming back unless, unless rates drop again. So although it's challenging and although a payment might be higher and although you know, like our other video, like it, it's going to make sense to go through the sacrifice or, or maybe a little bit higher monthly payment to ultimately own your home. Because I think, I think 10 years from now, we'll be looking back at this as probably the best time we could have bought a home. Yeah. And, and I think that if you don't own one, you've got to be looking into how can you, how can you do it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's, and I totally agree. And that's the scary thing is, you know, the average homeowner homeowner is going to be competing with, you know, the likes of BlackRock and all the massive hedge funds of the yeah. world. 
that are going to come and try to buy up all the small single family, like typical rental type type homes. And so it's just, it's going to be like one of those things that like, unless you can afford over 500 grand of a home, you're just going to be priced out. Mm-hmm. We, we hate to see that. We hope that doesn't come to fruition, but it's still self, it feels that way. That's what, that's what it feels like right now. So let's be creative. Yep. There's, there's options out there. There's ways to figure it out. If you're out there looking for a house and you're like, man, I cannot find anything. Guess what, guys? There's construction loans. There's a there's a 5% down conventional construction loan that'll finance up to $726,000 of a loan amount for you to build a pretty dang nice home. Okay? Like there are options out you I mean, out there for available for you. So reach out, you know, talk to your real estate agent, come talk to mortgage professionals like us and we'll see we'll figure out a way to make your home ownership dreams a reality. Sweet. Follow, subscribe, like, share. Share it. Thanks, guys. guys. Let's pray for good news from the Fed. Hey-o.